Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Gonna throw it down the right sideline for Charles. He makes the catch at the right side. Catch it back left. 35, 30. Angling left. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs formation, the Raiders. And Charles finds the promised land for the fifth time in the game. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, the official Kansas City Chiefs podcast for the UK and Ireland. Don't forget, you can download the show on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for Arrowheads Abroad. I'm your host, Brad Simcox, and joining me, as usual, with their views is Tom Childs and Dave Barnett. Um, first of all, lads, I think we've got to say that we've, we've missed out on making these podcasts for the last four weeks, haven't we, due to technical errors and work commitments. But we're back. We're back. Um... But what a time to return, isn't it? Eh? Well, yeah. <laughs> there's before, a lot been going go on, on, hasn't there? Before you go on, I think we can maybe um, elaborate a little bit on that. I wouldn't say just technical problems <laughs> right. and work commitments. I, well, we, what, the excuses that we've had for the last four weeks, we've had an internet connection die from, uh, from Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had an internet connection die from me, thanks to my brother's cat. Um, yeah. we've had wives arrange dinner. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, me. <for> <laughs> <laughs> um, we've we've had a fair few, um, and obviously we've had work commitments. Dave, <laughs> yeah, thrown in the middle of it. All. About it. I so, just, um, I don't want to talk about it. At all. This has been just brutal. Um, obviously. There's loads of things been happening. Uh, in case anybody's been holidaying on the moon over the last week or so, um, the Chiefs have obviously been very busy before the franchise tag deadline. Um, should we just go through literally how it all started? I mean, the first sign of anything happening was the uh, was the Laurent Duvernier Tardif contract extension, wasn't it? And it was like, hang on a minute, something's happening here. I mean, that was a big... I, w- I won't say... Shock, but I, it was a surprise. I, yeah, I didn't I think see we all that coming, yeah. especially with how tight we were against the cap. I didn't. It didn't seem like a priority. Mm. Obviously, considering where he was drafted a few years ago, um, he's done very, very well, and you know he's earned a new contract. But I definitely didn't think when we'd be hearing news of contract announcements that he would be the first one to uh to be announced i thought mm. you know barry would be the priority and once we saw what the cap situation was like after that then the chips would fall after that so i was well, quite surprised to i see think that it was a clear first. indication wasn't it that something was happening because obviously with the, the the cap space was a big problem so was that was that signing was that extension something to just move move the money around a little bit just to try and get the eric berry deal done well, no, because Tardif was on a rookie contract, a sixth-round mm. rookie contract, so he wasn't even, you know, eating up that much space. So we're actually, he's obviously eating up a lot more cap space than he was previously now because yeah. of the new contract. So, yeah, it wasn't a case of trying to re restructure a guy that was being paid too much or anything like that. It was just a case of, yeah, he's deserved a new contract. Here it goes. So yeah, yeah. Was it? Was, Do you? 
I was going to say, was it a four-year one? Was that, is that what it was? 48 million, was it? Or five, four, five years, 40 million. Eight, eight average. I, think, I don't know how much of it's guaranteed. I can't remember. But, it's uh, no, yeah, he's no, going to be uh, around for a while. Like, no disrespect to, to him. I can't pronounce his name. LDT. You, Brad. LDT. <laughs> Davoni. Yeah. Well, well done he to says you it with much more of a French... Uh, <laughs> articulation on it. Yeah, not like a you know, like a, a sudden kind of accent, you know, a cockney accent. <laughs> no. Would you reckon it was probably the most underwhelming contract announcement in recent history? Because I've... we were expecting Barry that when they did go, Oh, Chiefs have got some news, contract news. Yeah. LDT. <laughs> oh. I do remember um... somebody on Twitter going, Who? <laughs> <laughs> No, congratulations to him. He's well deserved. He he does look fairly solid at that right guard spot. Um, young lad as well, isn't he? So yeah, well, everyone's a young lad to me, though, aren't they? <laughs> he's yeah, what twenty four. Yeah. yeah, is it twenty? Yeah. So, I mean, an offensive lineman can have a a very long uh, life in the NFL. So. You know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, as I say, with the news everyone was expecting, either about Poe or Berry, but especially Berry, yeah, mm. to have that announced, it was a bit of an anti-climax at well, first. The, but the thing is, the the offensive line looks very set now, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say they've probably got five. They're they're set on their five sides. Yeah, you'd have to feel pretty confident that the five we've got now are going to be the five that are going to be here for several years to come you know Schwartz has only just signed last year Fisher signed a new deal last year yeah Morse has still got a couple of years left on his rookie contract um and obviously Anger's got three years left on his rookie contract so yeah a minimum of two three years at least with all these guys there so yeah you, you know hopefully a bit of stability there will, will help us out well then obviously after the LDT extension we had the big one didn't we finally we got our man eric berry signs for a six-year deal um 70, finally yeah 78 million dollars um that's massive isn't it that's a massive contract for it the and biggest the highest paid safety in the league yeah well i mean a lot of people were saying as well it's a lot of money for a safety but i've said this before you're not paying that money for a safety you're paying that for eric berry aren't you you're paying it for a leader you're paying it for the glue that's that that's in that team. He's not just like a leader of the defence. He he basically leads that whole roster, doesn't he? Yeah, he's the he's the 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 leader of the, of the Chiefs locker room. Yeah, I know we've got leaders in units, and we've got uh, you could argue we've got lead team players that would be leaders on other teams. Mm. But even those guys look up to Eric Berry. He is the heart and soul. He is the inspiration in that team. Yeah, and. That is, like you said, was exactly what we were paying for. He's probably not as good a player, I'm going to say, as L. Thomas, but he's a much bigger leader and a much more important cog to the Chiefs than, say, Thomas would be to the to the Seahawks. Mm. I know some people might may argue that. I don't know. You only have to watch the Seahawks' defence after yeah. he went down this year to see how yeah. important he is to that team. But, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I get what you mean in terms of the locker room influence, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it did, obviously the... That was the massive deal that was going on. Then we, we kind of hear that maybe Don Terry Poe might not be franchise tagged or he might not even get 
the looking of an uh, like an extension or anything. Um, he's now going to be floating on free agency. Um, but then we got the real big news, didn't we? Um, which, if we're being honest, I think the whole of the Chiefs' kingdom could see this coming a mile off. Um, Jamal Charles, arguably one of our greatest running backs, um, has been let go. I think he is our greatest ever. I know some might not agree with me, but a guy that averages five and a half yards a carry and has done some of the things that he does, as I think it's hard to say that we've had you know anyone better than him, especially what holds the rushing yeah. record as well for the Chiefs now. Um, I say I'm hoping he can possibly have a few sort of sunset years at a different team and hopefully solidify a place in the Hall of Fame because I think he deserves it. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame to see him leave. But with the injury the last two years, you know, it's hard to see him coming back at a level that he has been playing at previously. And at a 7 million cap hit, that's just mm. too much money to be paying a guy that you just got no idea what sort of health he's going to be in come next year and whether he can find the form that he's had previously. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he came back after one one of his knee injuries, didn't he? Uh, previous ACL repair, and he came out and he had a brilliant season. But having two ACL repairs, that's going to take a massive toll on a, on a player like him, isn't but it? The fact is, it's different knee as well mm. so he's, he's hung up into both knees now so yeah it's it's half, I, I'm, it's hard to say but I just I, I think he's possibly done I mm. don't get me wrong I think some some team will kick the tyres and see if he's still got it but I have a hard time seeing him bounce back which is yeah. really hard to say because as I say since I've been watching the Chiefs you know bar the first two three years he's been a an integral part of this team so yeah it's hard to see him leave he's been the um the one shining light in it throughout the dark day, dark days of supporting the chiefs mm-hmm. um since 2008 like we've had some really really bad years like uh, before <laughs> andy reed come along in jamal's time we probably had one good season in 2010 mm-hmm. when we won the division but yeah, throughout those other four years, Jamal was literally the only good thing about the Chiefs yeah. at that time. He he put this team on his back and carried them. And I, I agree, I don't think he will ever be able to get to that sort of level of productivity. But I still think there's enough... He's, he's a smart enough runner that his brain might be able to carry his body through that he can be semi-productive for a team. Mm-hmm. Not as a, a feature back... Not as a free down back, certainly not like like he used to be for us. But maybe ten carries a game, ten mm-hmm. plays a game, he might be able to come in and do some things to the team. And there, I think there will be suitors out there. I don't know about you guys, but what what teams would you or who would you see j- trying to pick up Jamal in, when free agency? Opens? I know I would. Oh, I don't want to get him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's two teams spring to mind there. I mean, obviously. Broncos being one and, and Raiders being another, but I I think those teams have got bigger fish to fry with their own with their own players at the minute. 
you know the Raiders are going to be demanding uh, their players are going to be demanding bigger contracts um, so although it would be a big kind of I don't know a big coup I was for like the Raiders you know to obviously nab a chief especially of Charles's caliber um, it's almost like returning the favor that we got of Marcus Allen all those years ago but yeah I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't really want to... The selfish side of me is I don't want to see him going somewhere just to eke out a contract or get a payday, that kind of thing. Um, if he's going to come back, he's got to be for the right reasons. Well, I think he can go elsewhere and I, I think he can go to a, a team that's competing. Yeah. Uh, myself. He, he might not obviously be the guy, the, the back in the, uh, for that team, but there's no reason why he can't go chase a ring. And but there's not many think... teams at the minute have thrown the hat in the ring, have they? There's only been the Eagles so far. I mean, yeah, okay, the free agency's not started yet, but you would expect a lot more teams to to go in for somebody like Jamal Charles. But I say the thing is, we we as outsiders don't know the extent of the injury. You know, there's mm. always that optimism with you know guys that oh yeah he'll be fine he'll come back he'll bounce back but. You know that he tried to come back this year, played a game, and then sat out the rest of the year. So, mm. like, how bad is this injury? You know yeah. that he's had to miss now the best part of two straight seasons, and the you know he's he, you're not going to be paying him the money we were going to be paying him this year. But you know you're still not going to be able to pay him the league minimum like you would be a rookie running back or something like that. So, you know it's it's a lot of cap space to use on a guy you don't know whether he's going to be fully mm. healthy or not. But one thing you touched on there was obviously the draft. I, and obviously with the draft at the minute, it looks very stacked with uh, running backs, doesn't it? You know, uh, there's there's quite a few in there that I think teams like the Eagles who were, who were linked with Charles, are, are, you know, obviously quite high up on the um, on the draft board. They're going to look at probably getting one of those, aren't they? One of the, you know, one of these new rookies that are coming in um, rather than, like you said, forking out seven million um, on a on a on an aging running back who's got two dodgy knees. Yeah, um, as I say, it's not going to be anywhere near seven million he'll get in free agency. But um, yeah, it's still probably two or three million. I would have mm-hmm. thought you're going to have to throw his way. Um, which, as I say, you'd be paying a rookie running back less than that. You know, I say outside of Ezekiel Elliott, I can't think of a guy that was drafted inside the top. What? 15 maybe the last yeah. few years well, you only have to look at like Le'Veon Bell even in that god awful 2013 draft yeah. that, like so many so many so many bad players went before Le'Veon Bell that's how how undervalued the running back position was in the draft and probably still is I don't know if it's undervalued though I just think that's the way the NFL is these days there's other mm. positions that you know there's teams that just don't run the ball in the NFL anymore. Like, yeah. if you went back 10, 15 years, that that would be unheard of. Do you know what I mean? And now it's, it's a secondary thought. It doesn't even come into mind for some teams and, you know, other than running it once or twice just to keep a team honest. But compared to when Charles came into the league, it's totally different. Mm. And, um, yeah, as I say... I wouldn't be shocked to to see him available for a, a while longer yet. 
So I'm thinking like in my, in my head, I'm looking in the last 12 months and you've had Marshawn Lynch retire. You've had Jamal Charles cut by the Chiefs and then you've had obviously Adrian Peterson. Mm, that was another big one, Chiefs. wasn't it? Yeah. Those by three the uh, cut by the Vikings. Yeah. Um, those three, I would argue, I can't think of anything else, are probably the best three running backs of the last seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of someone else. How many... And those three at their, at their peak were on another level. Yeah, you might, you have to you have to admit. So, how many true feature superstar running backs are left in the league now? Bell and Johnson, probably. Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe That's in a couple of years. Line, in though. a couple of years. You in, see, the sorry? thing is with Elliott. Uh, don't get me wrong; he's a very good running back, but that line, yeah. You know, Darren McFadden ran for over a thousand yards behind that offensive line. Okay, that is so a maybe... stud O line. So, don't get me wrong. I think he's a very, very good player, but I don't think you can even consider putting him in in the same bracket as guys like David Johnson and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Well, we yet. can't do yet, can we? I suppose it's only been so, one season. Isn't it? So we, we're agreeing that there's there's two running backs there: Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. That's the two feature backs. Yeah, True superstar feature backs really in the NFL. Struggling to think of anyone yeah, else. I am Thirty-two well. teams. You've got you're onto something teams. there, Tom. You're onto something there, mate. Yeah. It's, I'm it's just genuinely trying to think: is are, are we missing anyone dead like super obvious? Glaringly yeah. obvious. Yeah. Are, are we going to get a tweet in saying, "Oh, you forgot him"? But I mean, I'm just trying even... to go through now, but I'm like, honestly, I'm struggling. But and if you look at it, even if you look at like the Super Bowl winners, they don't really have a running back. That is I mean, of that don't get me wrong, Atlanta have got two very good running backs, you know, in Devonta Freeman and um, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Yeah. They've got two very good running backs, but in terms of guys that are on the field every down, mm. I think, honestly, I don't know of anyone outside of Bell and Johnson that are capable of doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so rare you see that in the NFL. I almost feel robbed that we got. I almost feel Rob that we got um, Jamal Charles at the wrong time, at a yeah, time I when could... we were at our lowest, basically, and we we had a player like Jamal Charles that um, took games by the scruff of the neck, didn't he, and, and made something from nothing. Um, to get him to get a Jamal Charles now, as the Chiefs are now, oh. that would be that would be an awesome thing. I mean, it? if if we'd have had a fully healthy Jamal Charles of say four or five years ago, last season. Mm. I think you know, and it's no disrespect to where or West they've been good in spurts, but mm-hmm. yeah, that Charles of four or five years ago was just on another level. Yeah. Um, as I say, you probably only had Peterson. I mean, Marshall Lynch has been very was very very good, but initially he was very inconsistent for the first part of his career it wasn't really until he got to Seattle that he sort of broke out a little bit and became a more consistent runner but um, yeah you probably only really had Peterson that had just produced consistently like Charles did for so long and um, mm. yeah it was just so fun to watch but yeah a real shame that he was never able to compete on a stronger team What was your favourite moment of Jamal Charles, Tom. Favorite well, moment of it, it, it could be at any moment. He um, touched it sounds down like a funeral. 
Yeah, I know. Yes, it is, uh, isn't it? It, it, it feels like it, doesn't it? Like a wake, uh, and everyone's just like yeah. passing around their stories. Of, yeah. like, a guy that's passed on. It's like it's the end yeah. of an era, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. My um, my favourite moment. Yeah, you can't not. It's you've got to go to 2013 when we played the Raiders away. Like that that game. Is that the five touchdowns? Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I remember I I was really lucky to have him in my fantasy team that year. And I remember just sitting around with my friend. He'd come around to my house to watch the game. And I was actually playing him that week. And it was kind of like a, a win and you're in kind of situation between me and him. And I stuck on the Chiefs game on the old telly box. And um, Jamal Charles, touchdown, 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 touchdown. And then I think it was like 51 points he got. It was around, it was around 55, the 55, if I could 50, remember Okay, correctly. 55 points, fantasy points he got. And this is obviously an early, I think it was an early kickoff, it might have been. No, it wasn't. It was a later kickoff, sorry. And I, I just remember standing there in, in my JC25 jersey, just like, <laughs> read it and weep, son, read it and weep. Like, it, it, I, was it screenplay, screenplay? That's what it was. Touchdown, <laughs> and then, you just read my and mind. Then. Run. And <laughs> it was just magical. If you watch really the video was. back, I mean, I w- I've been obviously having a look at some of the moments. I think we've all been doing that, haven't we? We've all, you yeah. know, we've all looked at the moments of uh, his playing career. And <laughs> looking at that one for the five touchdowns, it looked as though the beginning of each play looked exactly the same as the previous one. <laughs> yeah. And there was one celebration he did where he just. Went up to the like, went up to the uh, Raiders fans and started doing his dust off thing, yeah. and they were just throwing beer and all sorts at him. <laughs> he's just standing there and taking it like, yeah, you can't touch me. <laughs> it was so good. What about what about yourself, Brad? Me, um, I mentioned this, uh, uh, I think a while ago actually, where um, there was one game and it only only just kind of repeats in my head over and over again because it was it was such a a big play. It was only one play, like, but. It was against the uh, Chargers. Um, I think that was in 2013 as well. If I'm, I could be wrong, but he he gets the ball and he shapes right to go round the defence, and then he almost has a, like a change of heart, and you can see the whole defence shifts over to go and to go and stop it, and he just jukes back over to the left, back round everybody, and just sidesteps another three or four players before he gets into the end zone. It's just. It's just a beautiful play because he just kind of jukes the whole of the defence. And how many how many players can you say that have actually done that? Uh, Dante Hall, Jamal Charles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was it was just such one of those magical kind of moments where you think, ah, that guy's special. He, he, you know, he's, he was going one way, he saw it wasn't on, and he just thought, ah, sorry, I'll go the other way. And that and that's that was the beauty of him, I think. Just just a beautiful move. Um, it's beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, I think I know which one Dave's going to mention actually. Dave. Yeah. There, there was. Uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe this was Charles's breakout year, his first year starting full time for us, and we weren't a very good team. I believe this was when Herm Edwards was still the coach. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two thousand and nine away to Denver and. I think that Charles set the Chiefs rushing record for most yards in a game and now sits at number, I think, five or six on the list in the NFL for most yards in a game. 
But it was literally, I think he ran for like 260 yards off only 20, low 20s carries, had a couple of TDs. And this was in a game that the, literally the Chiefs had nothing to play for. Our season <laughs> yeah. was done. We were like 3 and I think 3 and 12 going into this game. And Denver needed to win to get in the playoffs. And we just went into their place and trampled all over them. And Jamal Charles was like the the key component to this, obviously, because the guy had 260 rushing yards. But there was just one run. Sorry? Actually, Dave, I've just got the stats up here whilst you were talking. Yeah. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you the line. It was 25 rushes, 259 yards, yeah. at 10.4 yards a carry. 56, uh, your 56-yard <laughs> run, which you're going to get onto in a second. Yeah. And two TDs. Yeah, so that Ouch. second TD, that 56-yard run, where it was, it was like the dagger. It was the final knife in Denver's playoff hopes and their season. And he, like just made this beautiful cut and then just trucked the safety, ran him <laughs> over and just coast into the end zone. And it was just perfect. The perfect, like as a sort of final nail in the coffin on their season. Yeah, sit down. And Denver. sort of like this. <laughs> For me, that was like the announcement that Jamal Charles was a stud back in the NFL. And that was yeah, him, so his like arrival. As a, as a lead NFL back. Do you know what I remember from that game? I think we were wearing the all-whites. So white jersey, white pants, white socks. Yeah. Which is my least favourite really? uniform combination. Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, I don't know if you've got the stats from this game up. I have um, no idea. I just had the line-up for Right. This was also uh, famous for Mike Cox. I don't know if any of you remember that name. No. The fullback, Barely. Mike Cox, Barely. scored yes. his one and only touchdown, I think, for the Chiefs in this game as well. It was like oh, well. a one-yard one yard <laughs> run. From, well, probably not even one yard. I think it was like six inches. It's like Is he in the, the Chiefs Hall of Fame? No, he's definitely not. <laughs> oh, he's no, not in it. No, no. Right, okay. No, but as I say... Let's I start think, a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember he also had a touchdown. I think it was his first and only touchdown for the Chiefs in his entire career. He was with the team for, I think, a good three or four years. Do you know but, yeah. if that was any of us? You know, if if we would, if they just said, "Go on, just go out and just play, make this one play and get yourself a touchdown." So how up. would you celebrate? <laughs> yeah, against Denver as well. That'd be great. Yeah, I would probably celebrate by uh, yeah. being in a coma in the end zone or something because I've been hit. <laughs> what about you, Dave? <laughs> you, 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 like, I'm only thinking about because I remember a couple of years ago. Well, it was longer than that. In fact, I remember Carl Jenkinson scored for. Uh, sorry to talk this on soccer. He scored a goal for Arsenal where we were beating beating Norwich like three 0 and it was the last game of the season. And he scored to make it four 0 so it was a nothing goal. But because he supports Arsenal, and it was his first ever goal for him. He celebrated like he just won the World Cup. So, <laughs> being being a Chiefs fan yourself, what would you do if you scored a touchdown? And Brad, I know you just passed out like you just said, but Dave, what would you do? If I scored a touchdown? For the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm not a big celebrator. So... No, <laughs> no, would no, it, no. Would it be I, the salt, I, would it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably try and do some ridiculous dance move, I'd imagine. I don't. Really? I, you see, I, it depends. If if it was like on the road against a hated rival, 
I think there's just nothing better than just standing there in front of the, the fans and just just letting it all come at you, all the abuse and everything. You just stand there <laughs> celebrating. You know, like the Char- you said the Charles one at yeah. Oakland, and I remember Brandon Flowers doing a very similar thing uh, after he scored a pick six in Oakland as well, yeah, where I he stood that. on the ball and did the little strongman pose. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, I'd probably do something like that just to wind up the opposing fans. Would you Lambo leap if you're if you're in Green Bay? No, no, Lambo I hate leap. the Lambo leap. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> why? Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> it's just, oh man, it's just become such a overdone thing now. Is it like the dab? Sorry, the what? I don't dab. know. What's <laughs> this dab that you speak of? Do you know what I would actually do? And I would, I would actually bring back an old favourite. Like an old favourite kind of, you know, celebration in the end zone. It'd be the Tony Gonzalez. Oh, the dunk. The dunk. I'd get I'd get fined yeah. for it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'd do it. But you wouldn't be able to reach. <laughs> That's your problem. It'd be like a three point shot for me, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm I am i am okay, I'm six foot four, I'd nail it. <laughs> Trying to throw it in. <laughs> do you reckon um no, sorry, do you reckon? What do you reckon your biggest um, regret is regarding Jamal Charles? I, I have, you're probably going to agree with both of them. My two are the the first one is the fact that he never made the trip to Wembley. Um, I know so many people over here were looking forward to seeing him play in the flesh because he's that he was he was that exciting player in 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 2013 and 2014. Um, so obviously that was a, a big miss to people over here. And I think the other, he let's, he never won a playoff game. He was never involved in one, mm. obviously. That's what missed. I was saying before. My, my, my biggest regret is not is not being able to have him kind of drafted now in this time. We, 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 we had the Jamal Charles of, you know, of, of the times when we were bad, when we were down, we were, you know, when we needed... Okay, we need more players like Jamal Charles, but that's my biggest regret. I think that it, it, he's in the wrong time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's in the wrong time. We need him now, um, but we obviously, you know, we got him when we got him, and we've we've enjoyed him during those dark times. He was like the kind of you know the the glimmer. He was the you know the the glimmer of hope that we could could one day become a great team. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I suppose as well. Yeah, the Wembley trip as well was a, was a big regret because, I mean, I'm I'm a massive Jamal Charles fan. You know me. I, I I've got memorabilia of him and all sorts. You know, signed stuff from him and things. So I was really gearing up to go and to go and see him, but for him to not be there just it felt a bit wrong, didn't it? Just felt yeah, a, bit, a little I, bit wrong. I, I say like I I agree with Tommy in saying that the fact that you know Jamal Charles hasn't been involved in a playoff win mm. throughout his entire career is just shocking when you consider how good he's been. Obviously, yeah. it harks back to how bad we were not too long ago. Um, but even now, to have missed out on the last couple of years, you know, it's it's a shame to have seen him miss out because who knows? He could have even been in a strong position if it hadn't been for the fact that he he had been injured. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a little bit disappointing to have seen him missed out on that. I say, yeah. and especially however long he's been in the league now, nine years, is it? Eight? Nine, yeah, remember. nine years, nine seasons. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's just a shame to not be have him be able to mark that little checkbox off on, mm-hmm. you know, career marks, basically. Yeah. Okay, then I think we'll move on from Jamal Charles. It's all getting a bit depressing, isn't it? It's all getting a bit yeah. depressing. We're not going to see him again in a Chiefs jersey. But um, moving on, we're going to be looking at, obviously, there's loads of rumours at the minute of, of players um, being linked with the Chiefs. I mean, the big one was obviously Tony Romo. That that was a that was a one that just would not go away, wouldn't it? Um, but John Dorsey's come out recently and said we're pretty much done with 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 free agency before it's even started. Um, do you believe that, or do you think there is some room that we can, or is is there some players out there that we definitely need? I think it's all going to de- depend on what happens with Poe. Uh, yeah. I think he'll leave. I think his his demands are too much for what he provides on the field. You know, words come out today that he's asking for ten million a year. I'm sorry, but he's just not worth that. Yeah. Um, there was a very good article I saw. I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday that was on our head pride about Brandon Williams, the nose tackle. Yeah. Um, and it seems like a very Chiefs move. You know, it's like the Schwartz move last year. It's like he's a very good player, but he's just not one of those names that people ring off at you mm. whenever you ask people guy you know people to name players at certain positions he's not a guy you would ever think of you know you'd always thinking like defensive tackles nose tackles you you know your Marcel Darius's and Dominican Sue's even Poe that you know those are more recognizable names his doesn't probably pop out at people a little bit but it just so you know this article I was just reading was on about how he's just a pure run-stuffing nose tackle. Mm. And he would be the perfect fit for the Chiefs because we have a plethora of pass rushes. Mm. And our one weakness has been, the last couple of years, is stuffing the run. We've had real difficulty with that. So to put a guy like him in there at the nose tackle position and just let him eat up blocks... And then, obviously, in passing downs, you know, we go with all sorts of crazy formations. You're not really missing out anyway. Mm. So I think it'll be some move like that, sort of like the Schwartz move last year where not a lot of people saw coming, but it'll be a very good player and it'll fill fill a very specific need. I don't think it'll be more than one guy, but that's just my feelings on it. Mm -hmm. Do you think... um... Poe will command more money than Brandon Williams because if, if a lot you more. Want, if you want if you want my if you want my personal opinion, I think Brandon Williams is a better player than Don Tari Poe. So do uh, I, but he is a very one-dimensional player as well. In terms of he is just a pure run stuffer, he is not going to be on the field in passing downs. It's as simple as that. So it's it's hard to pay a guy the money you'd pay Poe when he's probably not going to be on the field for any third downs or any, you know, passing downs at least. Um, whereas Poe is a guy that can literally play and has done for the Chiefs very recently, played literally every snap on defence. You know, the Brandon Williams isn't going to be a guy like that. And that's why I think, you know, he is going to command less money and might be a more shrewd move for the Chief because he actually probably suits our need better 
Mm. I've got a friend at work who um, supports the Ravens, and he is absolutely gutted about losing him. Yeah, it's yeah. all he's been talking about for the last two months. He says we need to pay Brandon Williams. We need to pay Brandon Williams. And then I did a little bit of research because we have time at work. You guys probably know I'm always texting you. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I'm so, uh, trying yeah. to actually do work. And yeah. Phone buzzing um, away because Tom's just like, "Hey, look at me! I do an <laughs> easy job." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I got to watch a little bit and. The guy's legit. I, I I think that would be a great move for the Chiefs I mean, himself. Don't get me wrong. I could be. It could turn out that he could end up getting paid more money than I think he will do. But I say just because of the type of player he is, I think he will end up commanding not considerably less, but enough that it makes sense for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been a lot of uh, pie in the sky rumors as well, hasn't there during the during the silly season, as they call it. Um, I was particularly excited one day. That yeah, with the breeze was wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was very excited that day. I mean, it only lasted a day. Probably wouldn't have even a day, to be honest. But when it said Drew Brees, Chiefs, in the same sentence, I was like, wow, here we go. Yeah, you can probably <laughs> uh, store that away in the never going to happen column. Uh, For that day, it was nice to dream, wasn't it? Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. But yeah, even if we did want him. We just literally don't have the cap space, and even if the Saints were willing to trade him, yeah, it's just not a realistic move for us, unfortunately. Um, moving on. Uh, apparently, was it a week ago now, Tom? Four years of Arrowheads abroad. Yeah. Four years. Four years, eh? Four years. How time flies. <laughs> Yeah, from the time How when you were just tapping flies. on the laptop, eh? You say it flies, yeah. but bloody hell, I've had to put up with you for four years now. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a lot of things happening, hasn't there? You've, you've, yeah. There's been a bit of a refresh recently. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen one. We've, had, we've got a new logo. Um, yeah, we went we went through a small rebrand uh, this off-season. We, like, our heads abroad, we, the Chiefs are a very... How, or they have a really small support in this country and I think we all know that and so we are such a tiny little community, community here at Arrowheads Abroad but at the same time we have members that aren't from the UK we have members from Denmark, Sweden, Germany, Australia, um, Spain, France a lot of them who come over to Wembley last year or two years ago f- for the game and they joined in with all of our activities and so I and well, we as a team, we considered them as much as a part of our family, as much as say Laura from Daventry. That's like they are, they are part part of our heads abroad. So we didn't want to go completely away from the UK thing. So we decided to bring out a new logo um, that could incorporate all Chiefs fans. So we've we've stayed away from flags. We've gone from a very simple AA design. The shape of a globe with an arrowhead in the middle is is in the central, the center of our our universe as it as it were the thing that brings us all together. Um, we've had some very good comments um, from people on Twitter and Facebook saying they love it, great, very modern, very refreshing, and then we've had some really bad comments as well. <laughs> um, I suppose with anything like that though, any 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 kind yeah. of rebrand, the people always feel comfortable of seeing the old logos and uh, when it make flashes up on Twitter, it's the first thing you look for, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
It's it's grown on me. It's grown on me quite a lot, actually. I I, I really like it now. Um, I think when you first showed it me, I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I say I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan the first time I saw it, but now it just works uh, to doesn't me. It? It, yeah, it works. yeah, it apparently it looks like the American Airborne. Eighty uh, second Airborne. Amer- that was <laughs> yeah. Well, it was one of our one of our American cousins, wasn't it? Um, who yeah. who mentioned it, and I thought I'll just have a look at this badge because it keeps popping up. <laughs> when I yeah. saw it, I was like, "Oh, oh!" I, I won't swear, <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, yeah!" It, I, I can see where it's going there. But I, yeah, don't get me wrong; I can see the similarities. But yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I had no idea that existed until it got brought up, and that that was the weird thing. It was like, "Where are all guys from the UK? We've never seen that." logo in our entire lives so yeah it was like i say obviously i like to try and uh, in our minds when this thing got created so no but i just thought it's funny as if that, oh yeah well, i was trying to pass it, it like, off wasn't i as a, as a salute to service yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going down we're not going down that room no no said, oh yeah it's a salute to service man we, we recognize it and tom was like no we're not <laughs> it's now our heads abroad i was like okay we'll that's, leave it at that that's the first time i treat it as a dictatorship no <laughs> um, um to be fair though the new logo does look great on t-shirts it really does. It's. Um, I'm going for a red one. I'm going for the red T-shirt. I've ordered myself a black T-shirt okay. as the uh, girlfriend said I have too much red in the house as it is. But um, yeah, no, we have a new line of T-shirts on sale. We have mugs, we have phone cases, all sorts. And um, we've obviously got a new supplier now. And so you can just order directly from Pillows. them. No more. Yeah, There's pillows, pillows There's no in more. there as well. And they're going to go in the man cave, then mind. They're going in the man cave. <laughs> So basically now Arrowheads Abroad no longer plays the middleman for for our transactions where before we kind of had to do that to oversee things. Now you it's the customer direct to supplier, supplier direct to the customer. So it's nice and easy for you guys. Um, I I encourage you to buy something because the quality of the gear is really, really good. Trust me, we know. And so yeah, go, go and check out our store and our brand new website as well. Which we spent the last few weeks doing. The website. Busy. I've got to. I've got to congratulate. Who did the website? Because that was. That was. That's been brilliant. That was, that was yours truly. Um, no, don't be daft. Yeah. No way. You're not that creative, are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I had Alex working overtime. Ah, yeah, no, there you go. There you go. Say, That's who it is. A, a big. While we're going through all this, I think a, a big shout out to Alex yeah. Bonner. Yeah. Well done, Alex. Who has is basically our graphics guy who does all of the if you see anything graphics related whether it be the new logo anything on the site posters top all trump's that sort of thing yeah he's a guy so a big big thanks to him yeah mega job for helping out with all this and giving up his spare time out of the goodness of his heart absolutely um he's not on, he's not on an this. eric berry contract is he <laughs> but he, he is the real MVP. He really is. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anything else for the uh, for the four year anniversary, or is there anything planned for the five year? That's the thing. That's what we need to ask. Well, year five is huge. Uh, our heads abroad. We've got our first trip to Kansas City <laughs> as a group. Um, we want you all to come. Um, there's a good few signed up for it already. The more the merrier. Um, we're all going to go have a beer, watch the cheese, eat some food, and just in general have a good time. With in your package, you get flights, hotel, transfers, game tickets, Arrowhead tour, tailgate party, like all the all the necess- necessities. 
Um, only thing you need to bring money for is your beer and your food, but you won't even need to bring that much because everyone in Kansas City is really friendly and they're just going to feed you. And I've got to say, yeah, I mean, the, the, the amount of people, I mean, I, I've obviously been to and froing about what, you know, trying to get there and all that, but the amount of uh, messages I've got um, from, from people in Kansas City uh, have just been brilliant because they said oh yeah if you come over we'll get a barbecue out and we'll um we'll even give up our seat for for one of our cousins so you can come along you know that kind of thing and it's just been amazing because the amount the amount of friendship that's coming out of uh, of the chiefs fans literally in kansas city has been amazing it's it's yeah it's fantastic i mean i'll, I'll mention as well when we we're at the wembley game last year obviously tom went over a couple of years ago Three years ago now, even. Yeah. Um, and obviously met quite a few people there. And when the Chiefs came to Wembley, we met a few of them that had travelled over for the game and stuff. And it was, you know, I say, it can't be exaggerated how nice, how welcoming, you know, all the US Chiefs fans oh, definitely. have been in large. Like, you know... No, and I don't have a bad word to say about anybody that I've met over the last sort of year, you know, year and a half from various events and stuff. They've they've all been great, and yeah, all been so welcoming and you know offering to, you know, meet up and do stuff when we get to Kansas City. So yeah, I, I say I can't I can't wait. Honestly, Dave, and uh, I I can't stress enough how friendly Kansas City is. It's just, it's the little things. Like, you go to a petrol station and the guy behind the counter goes, hi, man, how are you doing? It's not just a, hello, do you want a bag? It's a, it's a, <laughs> Do you want a bag? Is, yeah, we're friendly like that up north. It's just in Southern. Yeah, it's Southern. Yeah. Yeah. Hate each other. But that, That's honestly, what it is. But everyone wants to know how you're doing. Everyone wants to know your story. And it, I, was, I, I was there for six days in 2014. And I felt like I'd been there my whole life because it, it felt it almost felt like home right away because of how friendly everyone did was. Did they understand you? Yeah. Well, what are you doing? My name's Tommy. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> Apples and pears and all that, you know. Oh, hey. <laughs> Says the Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I'm just I'm surprised that the, you know, they probably thought you were an extra off EastEnders or something. Were you? Or... Right. We're not going into this because <laughs> we've got listeners from all over and we're not offending anyone, all right? Okay. <laughs> I am the neutral here. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, middle of, you're between us both, aren't you? You're, yeah. You're the Hobbit for middle of the Hobbit. Hobbit. I'm, still, I'm, I'm still the North. Anyways, North. right. Anyways, we're moving away from this. We're going to Kansas, <laughs> we're going to Kansas City this year, which is going to be awesome. We're going to, ho- we're going to host two meets this year. We're going to host a London meet again, hopefully at the Hippodrome Casino, and then we are going to do a, a meet up North for the first time. Um, we keep getting asked all the time. You're not doing it up north, though. Okay, are you really? I was north. Well, is it Watford? No, they're doing a northern meet in Nottingham. Well, no, it might not be Nottingham yet. It might be somewhere else. Uh, but it's going to okay. be it's going to be north of Watford Gap, which makes it the north of England. Um, Bring the big course. <laughs> we're not having this discussion again. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to have a meet up north, a meet down south, and then next year we're going to go for it on the Super Bowl because. Yeah. Every year we do flag football and it's great, but then every year everyone goes home. But this year, we're or next season, we're going to go for it on the Super Bowl. We're going to have a Super Bowl party. We're going to announce it nice and early. We're going to announce the date or the the venue. 
And so everyone get their hotel books and everyone just please come to London and let's have a good old knees up together because it will be such a laugh, I promise you. Okay then, uh, well that's it for us this week. Uh, tune in again next week as we'll be talking about free agency and stuff we'll be doing to stem the boredom during the off-season as well. So uh, thanks very much for listening again and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. Touchdown! Kansas! Wait, am I supposed to go now? <laughs> we tried. Oh, we tried. what is he like, man? I know. Dave. What is he like? Dave. I think Let I'm waking the kids. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's looking at me funny as well. It's all right, don't worry. I'll, I'll include a very special... A very special one for uh, Jessica. Mitch Holter's clip at the start of this week's show. Oh, so good. Oh, that sounds good. Don't worry. You'll have already heard it by this point. But <laughs> you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs>